Get answers to your poultry health questions. You're listening to the Ask the Vet podcast from Canadian Poultry Magazine. I'm Brett Ruffle, editor of Canadian Poultry Magazine. Today I'm joined by Luke Nickel, a veterinarian with Poultry Health Services. In today's episode, we focus on cage-free housing. Does it present any unique health challenges? And if so, how can those be prevented or managed? To start off, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and your poultry background? Yeah, so I'm a poultry veterinarian here at Poultry Health Services in Airdrie, Alberta. Um, I was kind of destined for the poultry game as I grew up on a poultry farm in Abbotsford, BC. Uh, we ran turkeys, layers, and broilers uh, as I was growing up. And specifically, we've begun to work with uh, uh, free-range organic layers. So in your column, you say, uh, with regards to cage-free housing, the five freedoms of animal welfare often conflict with each other. Can you expand on that a bit? Within animal welfare, there's kind of five freedoms. So we have the freedom from hunger and thirst, freedom from discomfort, freedom from pain, injury, and disease, freedom to express normal behavior, freedom from fear and distress. And typically, these freedoms kind of run on a pendulum. So some systems will have um, an increase in, in some of these, and some will have a decrease. So within cage-free production, we often see the birds are are really able to express all normal behaviors, but often kind of as a compromise, we, we often see an increase in pain, injury, and disease. Are there issues attached to hens having access to their litter? Yeah, so sometimes <clears throat> with the bird's ability to kind of have direct contact with litter, we see an increase in, in dust within these systems. And often dust can, can act as a serious irritant to the bird's respiratory system. And it can also act as a vector for carrying different diseases such as bacteria and viruses. So it's, it's really optimal within these production systems just to really, for the producers to keep a careful eye on the litter and try and manage it as best as they can and, and also try to ventilate as much as the, the system will allow. One of the main <clears throat> differences that we see is an increase in parasitic infections and uh, more specifically coccidiosis and, and roundworms. So these diseases can, <clears throat> can cause the birds to have health challenges uh, throughout production that we wouldn't necessarily see within a conventional cage uh, system. How can producers help manage those challenges? Especially for coccidiosis, it's imperative that the producers are vaccinating uh, early on in the pullet phase. So this should hopefully allow the birds to create uh, strong immunity and then would help um, <clears throat> with any further challenges that they'd have within the production uh, period. And for, for roundworms, it's important that uh, producers are using an approved dewormer. And, and typically, we like to see that used kind of at the end of the pullet phase and then also at the beginning of the lay phase. Um, both these parasitic diseases can be monitored by uh, taking fecal samples throughout the production. And, and we can evaluate to see if there is an, a challenge going on within, within those systems. Hens interact a lot more in cage-free housing. Uh, does that mean anything for their health? So yeah, typically within a conventional system, you'll have anywhere from, from three birds to all the way up to nine birds uh, per cage. Uh, within a cage-free environment, you'll have a large group of birds and, and they'll be constantly intermixing with each other. What we typically see within the conventional system is the birds developing a, a strong pecking order. Usually happens within the first few days of getting moved into those cages and will we'll stay fairly stable throughout the whole uh, production period. But within a cage-free environment, they're constantly mixing and, and constantly get a little bit of a stress from, from that, um, from those events. 
So there's never really a strong pecking order that can be developed. How can farmers help curb that aggression? So really we're, we're left with a few options, but one of the things that we can try and do is add distractors into the barn. And that can be as practical as just adding some, some straw into the scratch area or even uh, having some oyster shell in a, in a feed pail. So what are some preventative measures farmers can take to ensure their cage-free flock is healthy? One thing is really uh, making sure that they have a strong um, vaccine program. So that might even include adding additional vaccines that aren't typically seen within a conventional program, such as a live E. coli vaccine. This is one of the challenges that we, we tend to see within, within these flocks, especially as they're getting towards peak production. So that could, that could help prevent, um, doesn't always cover all different types of E. coli, but is used uh, successfully within a lot of programs. Uh, another thing to kind of be aware of is just water quality and, and uh, active sanitation throughout the cycle. So that could include um, evaluating the water lines in between flocks to see if, if there is a biofilm and, and adding uh, the necessary program and products to help try and uh, mitigate that. And also having a strong sanitation program throughout uh, the cycle for the birds while they're in production. And that might include adding chlorine or, or peroxide. So how about free range hens? Um, do they face any health challenges associated with being outdoors? Yeah, so there is, and I think that the main one to kind of flag is, is avian influenza. So as migratory wild or waterfowl are coming back, uh, they can carry avian influenza and this, this can be shed into the outside environment. Um, so it's really important that producers are aware of this and are also paying attention to any of the surveillance programs to know that maybe during those periods of high risk that the birds aren't, aren't constantly outside. We're just about out of time. Luke, is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, yeah, thanks, Brad. I think um, just kind of in quick summary, the, the layer industry is continuing to evolve. And I think it's kind of up to the primary stakeholders, farmers, veterinarians to try and meet these challenges. Um, it's important, as I, as I mentioned a few times, of some of these preventative techniques and, and really working closely alongside your flock veterinarian to make sure that we're adding all the prevention that we can. And just really trying to provide the highest welfare uh, for these different flocks and while maintaining optimal production. Well, that's a wrap for this edition of Ask the Vet. Thank you, Luke, for joining us. For more, check out the Ask the Vet column in Issues of Canadian Poultry and send us your questions to poultry at annexweb.com. This is Brett Ruffle signing off again for Canadian Poultry. See you next episode.